Welcome to the Plant Witch Podcast, where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of the Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? Today I want to talk about the path of descent. This is not a popular path in the culture that I've been raised in, in North America, specifically in the United States. We are a very solar culture, a very ascent focused culture. Climb the ladder of success. Be ambitious. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Achieve. Be productive. Idle hands are the devil's playground. These are some of the messages that have been delivered to me as a child of this culture. You know, everyone in this culture wants to be a demigod. You know, we're all the star of our own show. It's a very individualistic culture. Astrologically, we're in Leo season, and this is the nature of Leo. Leo is the star of their own show. They are warm and charismatic, and they love the limelight, and they love attention, and in a balanced Leo, this can be a really beautiful thing, and they can use their gregarious nature to uplift the whole community. So there's nothing inherently bad or wrong about the solar nature of this culture, or about the individual, or about the desire to achieve and be ambitious. There's nothing wrong with that. The problem comes when there is a lack of balance. So in astrological weather, Leo is balanced by the energy of Aquarius. So while Leo loves the limelight and loves attention and loves to have a solo, Aquarius is all about the collective, all about the community and the good of everyone. And what does it take for us to have an equitable society and one that is, you know, sort of cutting edge and, um, so there's these, these ways in nature that we can see both through our astrological weather and here on the planet, you know, the season of Leo. Now we're in the, the climax of summer's heat, the ripening of the fruit, the full expression of the plants is happening in Leo season. The season of Aquarius is the deep frozenness of winter. Aquarius is the months of January and February, the times when we are in the deepest dark, 
when the winter is wearing on and where we are relying on community to survive. We can't rely solely on the individual in these harsh times, the winter times. There's a real connection, interconnectedness with our community, which is sort of the hallmark of the Aquarian nature. Aquarius is the last sign of the zodiac, the zodiacal year, before we start over again in Pisces. Pisces being sort of the the void or the womb. I mean, you could say that Pisces is the last sign of the zodiacal year before we emerge with the activating cardinal sign of Aries. But there just feels like this resting time in Pisces, like being between the worlds, um, this watery womb-like nature that sort of gestates us before we're born back through the energy of Aries. That feels also like a balancing to the sun and Leo. Um, So I say all of this to say (laughs) that we have this really solar nature in this culture. We're very Leo in general, um, and that is fine, except that if we don't balance that with a polarity, like the Aquarian um, focus on community, like the Piscean watery um, release and relaxation and and holding, um, then the egoic mind that is solar and ambitious becomes out of balance and pathological. And it forgets how to be in community. And it forgets about empathy. And it forgets about compassion because it becomes so deluded in the idea that it alone can do everything itself, that this one ego, this one person can take on the world, can do it all, can know all the answers, can find a way, can make it happen. And that is a delusion that is impossible. The single ego ego cannot differentiate itself from the whole. It could not exist without the plants as food, without the water as beverage, without the air to breathe, without the other people who offer healing and provide medicine and food and education and make the technology for communication. And it is just this completely delusional mindset that has elevated the individual outside of above and better than the collective than the community so what does this have to do with magic (laughs) and plant magic specifically is this that's what this podcast is supposed to be about i have found in my own practice that these times these yin times or the times that are soft and quiet and gentle as a counterbalance to the young times or the ambitious driven times brings not only balance to my practice, but wisdom to the way I move in the world. 
And I've also found that it's sort of a, a rule of nature here, that if I don't actively choose descent, going down into the deep, into my shadow, into the quiet, that life will take me down there. So I can go willingly, noticing when I'm out of balance, noticing when I need rest, noticing when the shadow is calling to me, and I can stop and I can turn and I can attend to that deep and that dark and that quiet. Or I can ignore the call and keep pushing through my ambition and then life will take me down. Whether that's chronic illness, acute illness, tragedy, an accident, a relationship failing, I have to address the deep and I can choose it or I can be taken deep. I don't think that that is unique to just me. I think that is um, a hallmark of being on a, a journey of consciousness on this planet. If we've chosen a journey of consciousness, then we will be made conscious. We will be made aware. And that can be something, an energy that we work with cooperatively, or it can be an energy we fight against, which I think increases our suffering. This cycle of ascending and descending is held out so beautifully for us, symbolically, in the lunar path every month. How the moon becomes full and then wanes to darkness. Over and over and over again, we watch this movement, this cycle also repeats in the solar cycle, just as we spoke about. The sun comes to fullness in Leo and it wanes to darkness in Aquarius and Capricorn and Pisces. So there's this ebb and flow, this inhale and exhale that is inherent to life on Earth. And in this solar culture, this Western culture, this individualist culture, we fight the exhale so much. The letting go, the putting down, the taking rest. We fight it so much that we have chronic illness around burnout, psychological burnout, physical burnout, because we push through the call to rest. We push through the need to descend and to put things down and to exhale and to rest. Here in the Northern Hemisphere, we just celebrated Lamas or Lunar, this festival of the first harvest, bringing in the grain, acknowledging the death of the grain king and his mother, uh, Tail Two, who gave her life for agriculture in Ireland and Wales. This uh, turning toward the harvest. So Lamas, or August 1st, is a time when we are both busy and full of energy as we're bringing in the harvest, but we're also starting that turning inward. We're starting to think about the winter. We're starting to think about bringing the crops in and processing them, 
to prepare for what we know is to come, which is the, the time of trial, the deep winter, the time of turning within. As modern humans, we've gotten really far away from acknowledging these cycles because of our technology. We live in climate-controlled houses. We work in climate-controlled offices. We go from our climate-controlled house to our climate-controlled car in a garage, so we never really even feel the elements. Um, So we can use artificial light to extend the day. We aren't required to tap into or notice these seasonal changes in the ways that people have for hundreds of thousands of years. And most of us in North America, at least in the northern parts of North America, really suffer in the wintertime. There's a disorder called seasonal affective disorder where millions of Americans every winter become so depressed that they struggle to function. It seems to me that that is born out of this expectation to continue to push, continue to show up for our long work days, continue to go to our extracurricular activities in the evening when it's dark at five o'clock, we're still driving to practice and driving to meetings when our body is craving stories and knitting and cookies and fire. We're still pushing that coupled with many North American people are severely deficient in vitamin D, which I think plays a big role in seasonal affective disorder as well. I have come to love the call to descend. It has taken me years to stop fighting it, to stop believing the stories about being productive, that rest is laziness, that if I stop doing all the things, the world will pass me by and I'll be forgotten, and I won't have a place anymore when I reemerge. It really took me a long time to stop believing those stories. They're really, in my view, a form of indoctrination to keep us working hard. But who are we working hard for? Who's really benefiting from us believing these stories? It's not us. I just think these are really important questions to ask ourselves as magical people because magical people are sovereign beings. We are responsible for the energy we put into the world. We are responsible for the energy that we bring to our magic. And if we never go into the deep, we're missing a huge part of what is available to us as magical people. In my descent journeys, I have found this incredible well of creativity. It's like I can hear the ache of the world. 
You know, it's where the roots are. It's where the whole world is connected under the ground. Above the ground, everything looks separate. But below the ground, we can see how all the roots are intertwined. Everything is a tapestry. And when we allow ourselves to descend, that becomes truth, a knowing in our body-mind. Not just a concept that we can think about, but a true knowing. Because in the deep and in the dark, we are all the same. We all have the same hungers, the same needs, the same emotions. They express differently through the individual. But in the collective unconscious, it's all the same prime material. It's all the same soup that we ladle out for our individual experiences. I encourage you as you're working with the moon energies on the dark moon, practice descent, practice non-doing, practice deep rest. Sit and look at the stars. Take a long bath. Get a massage. <laughs> this is a form of integration. And if we never rest long enough to integrate, then all the experiences that we've brought into ourselves don't ever digest or get assimilated or become wisdom in us. And always being mindful of balance. If you find yourself stuck in descent, stuck in the dark, stuck in paralysis of an inability to get started, an inability to be ambitious and inability to bring your work in the world. That's a very real thing too. reach out for help. Reach out to a trusted friend, a therapist, ask for help to come out of the underworld. We can be stuck in the underworld just in the same way that we can be stuck in ambition. But it's the movement, the flow, the inhale and the exhale, the movement between giving ourselves out to the world and taking ourselves deep into our creative, dark dreamscape that makes us whole and balanced and well. But if you're having trouble doing either thing, slowing down or speeding up, coming in or going out, don't be afraid to ask for help. You are not alone and you shouldn't be expected to do it all yourself or figure it all out yourself. That is an illusion and a delusion of this individualistic culture. My good friend and work partner, Leandra Witchwood is publishing a course called claiming the shadow. 
It's a six-week course that can be done online or in person. And it helps us descend with a guide and a friend so that we're not alone on our descent to go within and find what we've left behind in ourselves. If you're wanting to make a descent and you're not sure you want to do it alone, check out Claiming the Shadow. You can find it online at our website, symmetryholisticcollective.com. Thank you for joining me for the Plant Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Schrader. I'm an herbalist, a mother, a holistic nurse, and a practitioner of the ancient ways. You can connect with me between episodes at therebelherbalist.com or on Instagram and Facebook, The Rebel Herbalist. Thank you for joining me, and it's time to come back to life.